0: Welcome to the Purposeful Planning Podcast, where you'll gain tangible, practical suggestions to help you transform and elevate your practice. Our content is for both seasoned professionals working with complex family systems and those just entering the field. These podcasts will also be valuable for family leaders who are dedicated to helping individual family members find their pathway to flourishing lives and strengthening the relational fabric of the family. Welcome and thank you for joining us. And now your
1: host. Good day, everyone. This is John A. Warnick, founder of the Purposeful Planning Institute. It's my pleasure to um, welcome you to another uh, module in the Purposeful Planning Podcast. And it's going to be our extreme delight and pleasure today to have um, Eileen Mizialak with us. And Eileen, did I mispronounce your name, if I did, please correct me.
2: Misiolik, I know it's
1: a... Misiolik, it, it, I assume, is that a, a good Czech name? What What is the...
2: Polish background, yeah.
1: Polish, okay, okay. And Eileen um, serves currently as a consultant with the Family Business Consulting Group, FBCG, I believe the initials are. And she's joined the Purposeful Planning Institute in the last six, nine months. And when I had the privilege of speaking to her the first time to do the new member kind of orientation call I enjoy doing, I really discovered what an incredibly talented, experienced individual she was. And something really sweet that came out of that is a few weeks after that conversation, a book showed up. Um, which I have just thoroughly enjoyed reading. And we're going to be talking uh, a lot about the book today. It's called Inspired Wealth, Financial Leadership for the 21st Century. And before we kind of dive into some of these very, I think, timeless and valuable principles that you've captured in um, Inspired Wealth, could you share with us, how it was that you came about to write this book? What what was it that prompted you, sustained you, and what has been the kind of the after effect of writing the book?
2: Well, first of all, thank you, John. I am so pleased to be um, on the podcast today and speaking to you. I, I thoroughly enjoyed our first conversation, and uh, I'm excited to uh, to share this. I wrote Inspired Wealth. I became a financial planner after working with business owners at the Canadian Federation of Independent Business way back. And um, I have a background in political science and uh, ran my own business, sold a business, and then started working for um, CFIB, which is a lobby organization for independent business owners. And the reason I wrote the book was... Because when, at that time, actually, a couple things were happening. Um, I was uh, uh, interviewing about 500 business owners a year. And when we started talking, I realized that they really uh, weren't doing a lot of planning. And I had become, I, I had decided that I would become a financial planner um to help them with their with their uh family businesses and i realized that when i when i first became a financial planner i realized that uh a lot of that was really about products and about creating plans for people but basing them on selling products and i really when i went for the first time to a financial planner years before then i expected them to tell me what I needed to do, how I needed to change to create wealth. Um, I never really got that from the planner I went to. And so it was interesting to me that when I became a planner at the very beginning, um, it felt like I was taking candy from kids because it was like, well, this is what you need to reach your goals. But one of the things that shocked me is that they all had the same goals. The first goal was to uh to retire at 55 at that time <laughs> to educate our kids and to travel. And uh, I thought how can everybody have the same goals? Um so I realized that they weren't really doing a lot of work on their goals. At the same time um I recognized that my first husband and I we we were di- we've been divorced now for almost 20 years. We had very different values around money and um, and I realized that it was difficult to build a foundation for a marriage and a relationship without having this that uh, understanding of each other's values and and that the relationship really needed a stronger foundation, and that the values were a part of this and and we just we really clashed around money so i kind of uh put a few things together and decided that you know while the financial planning curriculum that existed at that time anyway was thorough technically it was missing a component about how to really create wealth and where that comes from and the importance of having a strong foundation um in relationship with money and with individuals around us. And so the, the whole idea of a more holistic um, approach to uh, financial planning um, became very uh, interesting to me. And as I, I reached out to get help with this, I ran into my co-author, Janice Hughes, who was a coach, um, and the reason I went to see her was because she was also a chiropractor. And I recognized that with two small children, if I'm going to do this heavy lifting of creating a book on top of working and being a working mom ma- and, and, and being a mom, I needed to make sure my own foundation was strong. So I went to a chiropractor because, you know, I just intuitively thought I needed to strengthen myself. is that yeah. make-
1: and lo and behold, you found, you found a co-author <laughs> in addition to getting adjusted.
2: <laughs> totally. We wrote the book mostly in chapters, Um over two years, uh, we wrote the book and shared ideas at a table in chapters in Brantford, Ontario. So, uh, yeah.
1: That That's a wonderful story. And I, I really think as you told it, Eileen, this, this resonates powerfully with the PPI community because Purposeful planning is really about bringing a heart and soul into the planning process and aligning, um, our clients with their deepest, most heartfelt, um, goals, objectives, values. I think, you know, the entire, the title of the book, Inspired Wealth, Financial Leadership for the 21st Century. There is something noble about the word inspired. In conjunction with wealth. And I think as, as the book starts out, Eileen basically talks about the quest for inspired wealth. And, and, and you have, there's a, a graphic at the beginning of the book that reminds me of an image that I have often looked at, which is an image of three mountain peaks and yours are, are more rounded in the book. Mine are sharper. That doesn't matter. But there, there is this kind of concept of a journey, um, a journey of self-discovery is what Eileen's leading us to. And I'm just going to read a quick quote and then ask you a question here. It starts out with, we live in the most affluent society in human history, yet we lack the wisdom to use money intentionally to achieve our highest goals. And I, I just, you know, you could pound that one in the ground and put a huge banner up that speaks volumes about the, I think the why behind you wrote the book. But tell us more about the connection that you see between money and, and energy or, or the, the vision that leads to energy. Well, you know,
2: what's interesting is that, um, Money is really a, and this is not my idea, there's many ideas around this. There's, You know, it's a construct that's been created to facilitate relationship, uh, our exchange of value between people. So um, for me, when I think about, when I thought at that time about money and I thought about, you know, I likened it to energy, and I love that analogy because um, it gives us the ability to make, to remember that money is neutral, that we bring ourselves and our history and uh, our own experience to our journey with money and how we make decisions about it. And we don't necessarily learn how to make decisions that are that are focused on you know our own desires and i think desire is a really important word that connects with energy because in order to you know when you think about money as energy we attract um i do believe that that we attract Money based on the value that we exchange. So, you know, to raise our own energy and be able to um, uh, add more value to people, that sounds to me like a way to generate more income. You know, it was interesting, um, recently Warren Buffett alluded to this when he said the best uh, way to fight inflation is to build your own skill set. And I love that because the other thing that I learned was when I first went to that financial planner, again, I thought, why isn't anybody telling me, you know, what I need to learn in order to really make more money? (laughs) You know, I needed to learn that as a young person. How do I actually create a life that I want and have enough money to do everything I need to do? And so I, I kind of um, love the analogy of money as energy because it also is really important from a personal development perspective. If we have, um, I, I use an analogy of, well, money is energy, it's a currency. And that means a current. And so, for example, if you have a lot of money, And you have a a lot of currency and you put it through um, a small appliance, you're going to, if it's too much currency for a small appliance, it'll blow the appliance apart. You know, you have to, if you have a lot of money, you've got to grow your capacity to deal with it. And so that speaks so loudly to me around personal development and that part of the journey. And I find that that's left out often. You know, uh, when I was training as a financial planner, um, I learned some of the levers that we can pull and push, you know, to make our plans work. But nobody said, how are you going to increase your ability to make more money? If you want this, it was always, well, you have to sacrifice this. You have to, you know, it was a real, um, fear-based kind of thing where, Sometimes financial planners can scare the bejeebies out of people saying that they've got to, they've got to, uh, make their life smaller in order to fit their budget. I never subscribed to that. It was like, what is it that you desire and how do you grow into the person who can bring that into your life?
1: I just, I'd have to remark here that inspired wealth and what Aileen's sharing with us is very consistent with what Jim Grubman calls Wealth 3.0, right? We're moving from a, a fear-based platform to the invitation of a more positive, uh, and holistic, purposeful approach to wealth, um, money, the creation of wealth. Um, I, I want to take you to, I think it's just a logical, there's a logical progression to the way these principles build on each other. So thank you to you and Janice Hughes for the I think beautiful way in which the book is laid out. But there the second chapter is entitled The Truth Will Set You Free. And that is um that concept is drawn from Jesus Christ and one of his teachings. But I think you really do a wonderful job in this chapter of helping us understand, as you said earlier, going back to, to Buffett this learning and the, the growth, the self-development, coming into integrity with who we are is absolutely pivotal if we want to create, in, in essence, true wealth in the, the most uh, splendid uh, vision of what true wealth might be. So tell us a little bit more about what you meant when you titled this chapter, The Truth Shall Set You Free." what you were trying to teach us with this chapter?
2: Well, actually, the book is, is uh, created in a way where each two chapters um, follow one of the principles or the the steps in the financial planning process. So the truth will set you – honor. so money is energy and the truth will set you free. Actually fit into the collect the data um, process. And it's incredible just to know where you're starting from and to be able to accept that. Um, And, you know, I found I, I just came back from working with a family this morning. And one of the things I find as I coach families now is how often they can't align even on what is the right problem. What is the right what are the challenges that I have? And I, I think whether it's a family or an individual, what are the challenges that we have? What is actually true in our lives? What, um, Where are we starting from? I think it's just so powerful because so many people are trying to get somewhere, but they don't focus enough on where they are right now. And, um, and I think that that's just a very important part of this. That needs to be assessed and it's not only from a quantitative perspective it's also from a qualitative perspective again I use this inspired balance sheet which is just the qualitative and quantitative balance sheet but looking at it like you know what skills do I have what can I lever what are some of the vices that I should learn to overcome Um, you know what is it that makes us uniquely what is it that gives us unique value, like makes us uniquely, what's our unique identity, right? What is that that we can put out into the world um, that's that's so important for the world to receive and so important for me to acknowledge, first of all, that I have this skill or I can develop that skill or I have the desire even to develop it. Desire is such an asset, right?
1: It's it's interesting, you know, as you said that highest and best, it, it immediately took me to a real estate appraisal where the real estate appraiser finds the highest and best use of a property, not necessarily what's sitting on that property today, depending on where it's located and what's surrounding it. But this idea of an inspired balance sheet um, took me back to the J Hughes introduction of the family balance sheet. But this is kind of an individual inspired balance sheet that really search searches, as you said, Aileen, for that highest. What's my highest and best use? What where can I best employ my capacities to have the kind of most powerful impact that I, I would want to have? It's beautiful. Um, I'm curious. The third principle, honor who you are. Where does it fit into the kind of financial planning process, uh, the the order that financial planners approach planning in?
2: Well, honor who you are, and the chapter after that is you are a creator, and that is all about setting goals. So we need to set goals from who we are authentically, our values. Um to your point, what's the best use of me? I've asked myself that question my whole career. What's the best use of me now? What's the best use of me now? I've had lots of transition. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, honor who you are make, is making sure that we have authentic goals. Because remember when I first started, I was telling you that everyone had the same goals. And that really struck me it struck me so strongly because I anticipated going to family and sitting at their kitchen table and them having great goals. And I realized people didn't even think about it much. And after a couple's been married for 10 years, it's like they don't talk about it that much. And I thought, and that's where actually I decided that financial planning was a great process, but it it was missing the integration of coaching skills. That the skill set itself needed to be augmented with skills that help people use their, you know, internal compass to create meaningful goals for themselves.
1: Uh, I've got to, I've got to interject here. You're now touching on something that I think really gets to the, the the crux, the heart of what the PPI community is all about. Most, not all, but a very high percentage of the PPI community are multidisciplinary. They, they may have started here, but they've added this. But I think this idea of a financial planner studying coaching, Aileen, tell us just quickly because we're about to run out of time, um coaching became so important to you right in, in your journey
2: huge uh i'll tell you why i mean i wrote the book and then i had to live it um so honestly um i i have lived every chapter of this book after i've written it and it was the greatest surprise and mystery to me about how life works but um coaching To me is it started out with personal development coaching and coaching individuals to help them believe in their unique abilities and actually take action to support them, their development. I would always when I was doing financial plans, I would always say, which what percentage can we set aside for your personal growth? And I would make, I would help clients see the benefit of that. I never made anybody do anything, but I helped them see the benefit of that. And what's their plan B and plan C? Because I wanted them to use their imagination in that, to imagine a life that's different from what they have. We have such a bias to think that we'll just continue on, continuing on, on our trajectory. But sometimes trajectories take a leap and a and a turn, and we need to get creative, and that builds resilience—that ability to to look um, in many different ways to develop yourself. I think um, I will say that um, coaching had even grown to be more important to me after that. Once I started working with uh, ultra high net worth families, and families that you know, because a lot of ultra high net worth families made their money in family businesses. So I became interested in working with family businesses and uh, became a business consultant. But coaching continued to be a bigger, a, a big part of my work because I went from individual coaching to then systems coaching, coaching the family as a system because you can coach an individual and take them to a new place. And teach them and coach them up and teach them new skills and teach them how to envision something new. But then if you bring them back to a system that hasn't changed, that becomes difficult for the whole system. So I learned the skill set around coaching the system to go from A to B together. And that to me has been a big part now of my uh, family, family business consulting practice. Uh, still coaching individuals in those systems, but more and more bringing the team uh, coaching and alliance tools to families.
1: Eileen, this has been extremely positive. Uh, and I, I love we only covered four of the the 12 chapters in Inspired Wealth. I, I'd love to invite you to come back and we'll finish this conversation and get through uh, the, the rest of the principles. But I also love the good news that you shared with me earlier about the availability of an Inspired Wells. So give a, give a little shout out to your daughter and explain how people can get the book.
2: Well, it's now on Amazon because I've hired my daughter to come and assist me in, in helping get the last of these copies out because I'd like to write a new, something new. Um, <laughs> uh, and I promised myself that I wanted to, uh, to to get the book, the book I have now in the world before I started to write the next one.
1: Cool. So I can hear the race to Amazon as podcast (laughs) listeners are, are heading out. It's inspired wealth, financial leadership for the 21st century. Our, our guest today has been Aileen Mizielek. Did I get it right that time? Very close. And, and we're so grateful. Aileen is a part of our community and grateful for her wisdom and her purposeful journey that she's still on. And uh, we wish everybody a very pleasant day and uh, happy trails.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's program. And if you are a member of the Purposeful Planning Institute, I want to invite you to come post in the community forum and share your key takeaways from today's conversation. And if you're not a member yet, here's your invitation to join us and be part of our community and access the network resources and tools you need to transform your client relationships and your practice. And don't forget to use promo code purposeful to receive a 10% discount on a membership. Learn more at purposefulplanninginstitute.com.